recording yet, Evan? No, I was just about to, I just started. So we're talking about The Dream Master by Roger Zelazny on our April 10th, 2014 meeting of the Science Fiction Club. So, uh, now, Martin, go ahead. Well, I found a lot of, I'm not sure how I could describe it. He seemed like they went off on all these literary tangents and was all kinds of almost Baroque-type language. I, I, to me, a lot of it didn't seem to be, you know, um, attached to the main stream of the novel. When he, when he, went, when he was in Europe and Switzerland, and it was, I was just looking back over the book because I forgot a lot of it, of course, and, and it was one chapter where, where the dog had, <laughs> had taken a car and driven out and met another dog and went hunting, and then it switched over to him being with Jill and his son, and it started with all this exotic language and stuff. So I, I really, I, I really didn't like it much at all. So the only, the only parts of it I did like was the dog. I thought that was cute. Well, I have to second you, your ideas. Uh, I think the problem was that they were trying to expand a shorter novelette or novella into a novel length, and a lot of these subplots were supposed to make the thing bigger and enhance the story, but in fact they didn't. They just lengthened the book. And my other objection to them is the the blind stuff. Eileen touching people's faces. That's just ridiculous. Um, The talking guide dog, that's okay as far as it goes, but... It fits into the sighted person assuming that, you know, blind people have to have a dog somewhere. It just all added up to me to be a very ridiculous portrayal of of what blind people can be. We don't really fit into stereotypes at all. Then you have the Jungian psychology of the collective, collective unconscious and all that stuff doesn't seem to quite fit in either. And the characters just generally did not come alive. They were so wooden and sort of lifeless. And you get these subplots, as I said, like Peter going into space, supposedly. But why do we care about that? Because it's not part of the story, really. And the guy who decides to go out and commit suicide... And then you, it just doesn't go anywhere with this stuff. And then Eileen, you never really figure out what happened to her in the end. Not that I care, but, you know, it kind of would have been nice to have a more definite idea. But it, anyway, that's why I didn't like the book. I think, you you know, you sent a review. Was it you, Mary, believe that sent a review of the book to the, to the list, and I failed to read it, and I regretted it after I read the book. I would like to see what that review, you know, how it dealt with the book. I'll just email it to you later on. Okay, that would be fine. I was half and half. I liked the technology of it, the whole shaping, but I didn't like the rest of it. Well, uh, we haven't read it yet. Well, I read it uh, years, many years ago, and I read the original novella, and I read the, the novel that he made from it. It was on disc. Uh, I don't remember if the same guy... I don't know if this Bard version is the same one or not. I think it might be, but I don't remember. Um, it was quite a long time ago. And um, 
And I, uh, we haven't read it because we were getting it, we're expecting it to come from Paperback Swap, and it never showed up, and we waited quite a while, and we ordered it from Amazon, and then we got it, and I scanned it, and, but we haven't started reading it yet, but, um, you know, it's, it's ready for reading, but we haven't started it. But I can say that, uh, I had mixed feelings about it, um, I think it would better, it would better have been left as a novella. Um, but there were some very suspenseful moments, especially near the end. That whole scene, the last scene, where she's telling, she keeps telling him to take a drink, and the scenery starts changing, and he starts losing control of it. It was extremely suspenseful, and he left that all in. You know, he, as far as I can tell, he didn't alter that at all from the novel, you know, from the novella to the novelette, and that was just... You know, and the whole idea, I mean, it's VR. It really is a new, an old kind of style version of VR is what it is. And um, using it for therapeutic reasons. And he was warned near the beginning. You know, I scanned the book and I didn't read it yet, but the, I, I always read the preliminary pages before the text starts because they're always the hardest to scan and the quality is usually lower. So I make sure, and the first page inside, there's a section of the book where some guy is warning him about his work and about this guy named Pierre who um, was uh, doing something with apes I think and he lost control of his um, he lost control of the scene and renders all cocky you know this you know so what Zelazny said this is a, a, a flawed great man that's what his idea was you know in the original novella and um, so I I, I don't remember the talking dog very much. I thought it was cool. I don't think the fact that he has a talking dog, that that Eileen has a talking dog, necessarily means that he thinks everybody does. It's just, it's an additional character in the book that he thought he might, you know, that he thought might be, you know, that he might do something with in the story. It's interesting, you know, people have used talking dogs, and this was a talking guide dog. Olaf Stapleton had a talking dog. Um, it wasn't a guide dog, but so he maybe he thought that it was just a good place to put one in. I mean, it, I don't futuristic version a of futuristic a dog. version of a guide dog. You know, I don't know why. You know, I, I don't think we can infer anything about his beliefs, except the touching faces. Now I don't care mm. about that either. I've never done that with people. I don't know. You know, that's one thing that I was never. Uh, you know, where you learn how you know you learn what people look like. I. I don't know anybody that's done that. Um, so I agree with you on that, but I don't agree with you about the dog. Uh, but, but I, I, you know, it was a mixed bag. It wasn't his best work, but I was thinking about the characters and what Mary said about them, and I'm thinking about Zelazny's other books. And, you know, I don't think he does a lot of warm characters. His characters aren't, you know, us they're kind of usually... I don't know if it, that's just his strong suit. You know what I mean? His his suit is, you know, the writing style and, you know, his mythological... I mean, he did a lot of mythological stuff in uh, the 60s with Lord of Light and Creatures of Light and Darkness. And the collective unconscious was a big idea back in the, in the 60s. Um, it's not so much now, 50, 60 years later, but uh, back then it was a big idea. Jung was, you know, that was the new thing. Anyway... Um, well, sweetie, um, I just this is just a comment that when I 
here when I was reading the your ideas about the book before the meeting it kind of sapped my motivation to come to the meeting it's like our it's like we already had the meeting through emails and things and so I didn't feel as excited about finding out what you thought because I think I already knew <laughs> well but as I said, uh, the, the novella was, it won a Nebula Award, and maybe he just should have left it at that. Um, firstly, Evan, I was thinking of uh, Roger, his writing, I can't even say talk. Um, and I'm thinking of the um, Amber series. I don't, I think you're right. I don't think he develops characters very well. Granted, that series was a very, very good one compared to this um, and as for the whole touching face still, uh, I had a couple, when you're a kid, you have to do what people say. So I had a couple people make me do that, my mother being one of them. And uh, I'm just not with that. I Actually, I don't even know if that is done or asked for anymore. Um, I, haven't, I haven't heard about that, like, today. But boy, back when I was a kid, it was like very, very, it was a thing for some reason. And I just didn't, I wasn't cool with it. I did it in an English class in high school. My English teacher got this idea of uh, why won't I do that? Because I went to public school all my life and some of these teachers got really stupid ideas. Anyway, I did. I went around and touched people's faces, except I missed the one friend that I knew quite well, and she got mad at me because I didn't touch her face. But you don't learn anything from touching faces. I mean, it's just faces with eyes and nose and a mouth, and maybe the stuff that people see is more subtle and more, you know, sighted-oriented, because I sure didn't feel much difference especially in the women, in the girls' faces. I mean, I, I didn't really gain anything from it, and I was sorry later on that I did it. And, of course, these days I would never, <laughs> never do something that ridiculous. But I think they got all of that kind of stuff from Helen Keller doing it. That's probably where they saw her doing it on TV or something. I seem to remember reading way back a book by a blind guy named Black Midnight or something like that, and he, I believe, was touching faces and stuff, but I don't think I would want to be groping people's face. face I'm afraid they might, might bite me or something. I mean, I knew, uh, and I remember this from, from reading the novella, um, you know, you just I just got this sense, even back when I was like, I think 13 or something, when at one point the landscape just shakes and he knows something is wrong. And you just get this, I just got this suspense, this adrenaline rush. I said, oh, dear. And you know what's going to happen. And now the question is, is he going to be able to regain control or not? And that's really the suspense of it, you know, near the end of the book. I thought that was really well done, and I still do. Um, I still have it. I, I don't delete them until after we discuss it, so maybe I'll go back and try to find that back part, the last part of it, and see if I get the same feeling you know, reading that part again. But I found, you know, I found it very difficult with all his, as I say, his um, Baroque style of describing things and everything. And to me, it seems a little bit beyond me. I think one of my favorite parts was the, um, what was it called? Spin drive? 
where um, you would let the car basically decide where you go or whatever. Oh, man, now that would be really, really cool. I really would love, and I can see it coming in our future, actually, but I would love to have a car that, that could just do that. I think I would like that within limits. Um, I wouldn't want it to take me out in the country somewhere where nobody was and leave me there. <laughs> but it was kind of interesting the way that that worked out in the book. That was, that was interesting. Well, you know, they have that, these Google cars, Google Drive thing, where they're, they're starting to do that. And, and I guess he wrote this many years before that. So he did sort of foresee what might be coming you know, now and, and even more so down the road a bit. Yeah, this was the 60s, the mid-60s. I mean, this book was really a very much a part of its time, in a way, because, um, you know, some of the scenes sound kind of hallucinogenic. You know, the, the, uh, you know, the, the, in, when they're doing their therapy together and things change, and then, you know, things start to fall apart, and he sees the chain of moons and stuff, and, you know, and, and it's just, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, and, and then he wrote Creatures of Light and Darkness and, you know, Lord of Light. And he, it was, those were very 60s books in a way. I mean, he was part of the new wave kind of thing. Amber is really, you know, my favorite stuff. But it's really, um, I don't think it's really what he thought of as his best work. I think he, you know, especially according to what I've read, you know, the second series he did for the money. Because the first one did so well and he did the second. Uh, the second series, but they aren't really, you know, if you read his older work, um, you see that that Baroque style comes through more, you know, in his in his other books as well. Um, and it's not a style; it's not something everyone likes. I admit, um, the Amber series are much more straightforward. It's like, you know, people did more experimental stuff in the '60s, and then they kind of settled down and did more, you know straightforward stuff in the 80s and that's Zelazny kind of went on that track though he did some other work he published some stuff in Asimov's and elsewhere that was more like you know his less commercial work but but I like the Amber books too especially the first five I didn't care for the second five as much but I've read the first five a few times and um, even there the characters really you're right and that's what I was thinking of partly but I was also thinking of some of the other novels that I read like To Die in Idol Bar and This Immortal and stuff. Um, he just doesn't really do characters real well. You read him for other things, or at least I did. You know, when I was in my teens, you know, I liked that exotic, you know, landscape-type stuff, and he was, you know, really good at that. I thought his writing was, you know, I didn't get everything about it, but, but it seemed cool, you know, to me at the time. So, and I remember my English teacher, I used to, uh, I used to rib her because I would read some of the stuff in some of the Amber books about, you know, when he was traveling through shadows, and um, Zelazny would write in sentence fragments sometimes, and she would just hate that. And she would, you know, she would laugh because she knew I was just teasing her, but she said, that's not good. Well, that's funny. I, how, wait, I, I don't know if I've read, the, I thought the whole Amber series, maybe I didn't. Hmm, now I have to go back and see. Now you're going to make me reread the series, which I won't mind. I haven't read it in years. I want to know, 
Does anybody know how far back the archives of um, our meetings go? Because I could, I could almost promise you that we've read this book before. But and if we haven't, I know I did because I recognized a lot, like the guy committing suicide and the son with his ankle and the gym and stuff. I remembered some of that, and. I, the only reason I would have read it, well, maybe not. But anyway, I think we read it before. I don't think so. Uh, I could look, but I have archives back for a few years. I don't know, 2009 or 2008 or something. But I don't know. I think they're kind of spotty, and I have news wires going back there. But that'd be hard to search. I'd have to look at each one. I don't think we have. I think we we haven't done any Zelazny before. I mean, I'm curious, why did you wait to scan the book when it was available on Bard and you could have read it right away? Well, because we were supposed to, we were going to read it together, and uh, we had to replace the copy on Bookshare because it's not very good quality, and so we just didn't get around to, and we were going to read it together instead of reading it with on Bard because we thought we were going to start it sooner, so we didn't start it sooner. Bookshare has over a quarter million readers. And uh, so we want to get this book up for them, but we just didn't get to it soon enough. As I said, we, we waited. We thought we were getting it from Paperback Swap, and they never shipped it to us. And so we just uh, we didn't get to it right away. But as I said, I remember enough of it to talk about some of the stuff I liked. And, some of, and so I was able to do that at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to get to it here. Soon, we're we're working on some bookshare projects that um, are taking up some time, but we're um, we're going to have it up there before long because, uh, as I said, I finished scanning it, so it's ready to be ready to start reading it. The bookshare quality, yikes! I tried to read it. Off. I always try and read bookshare first, um, and then I you know read Bard if I have to, but wow. <laughs> <laughs> that really isn't good quality. Do you know if all of the Amber series is on Bookshare and or Bard? I don't, I can't, I, oh wait, maybe I did read all of them. I don't remember if I read the whole Amber series or not, but I'm thinking I might have. Yeah, they are on Bard. They're fairly short. Um, I've only read one of those books, and that was because it was in Galaxy many years ago. But I, if I remember right, I think just most of them are usually about four hours long, so they don't take much time at all to read. There are uh, ten of them. There, there are five in the first series with Corwin, and there were another five with Merlin, his son. And, uh, yeah, they were all on one cassette. They were four sides, and they weren't even complete. So they're were, they were about five hours long. Um, so, yeah, they're all up on Bard, but I don't know if they're all up on Bookshare. Bookshare had a volume of all... He apparently pu they published a volume with all five of them in one volume. But that was years ago, and I don't know what kind of shape that was in, because I looked at those years ago to see whether I was going to... you know, whether I would put them in or not. But they have a an omnibus volume of the first five. They're all in one, but I don't know what kind of shape it's in. Um, but, Leela, it's wonderful that you try to read Bookshare first and then Bard... You know, if you have to, that's very unusual. Um, Leela, I I read Bookshare first because I like to read in Braille, and I I read more. I read Bard when I'm doing other things, but when I can concentrate 
just on reading. I love to read Braille. I remember what I read in Braille better. But you were mentioning that you're not always getting good quality books, but Bookshare is working really hard to improve on that. So please um, put a quality report or, you know, write to one of us because we're, that's what we do is improve the collection and, you know, we're in a position to, to work on that. And we, we want people to have good experiences and good books. Yeah, because that, that, you know, that just makes Bookshare better and it also makes Bookshare worse when people report bad quality. That kind of stuff spreads, you know. To, when they, so he means when you report to, when you other, report readers to other readers that, that it's bad, then, then they then don't they may not want to join. Right, so it's, so it's good to report those directly so that we can get them fixed. And they do take it seriously. I've reported some myself, and they do, they do take it seriously up there. That is true. Actually, Lucy, you and I are alike. I like Braille better than anything. But I'll read audio like you, when you're doing things around the house and stuff like that. Um, a book? Leela, we didn't hear you cut off. You started to say something about Bookshare, but your mic, something quit, and you just disappeared. But we, you were still on, but your audio vanished. We couldn't hear anything. I thought I got kicked out of the room for a bit. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Maybe it's because um, I put my hand down. <laughs> Gotta talk into the mic. Um, no, I was saying Bookshare has improved quality and the number of books drastically. I love Bookshare. Yeah, we do too. There are over 230,000 books now, um, which is like six times more than Bard has right now. Oh, um, so, and, and, you know, I go there first to look up new books because publishers are putting up new books in spades now. Um, but there's still a lot of you know books that aren't up there, so we we still have a lot to do here. But it's it's a wonderful you know thing. I think Mary went off too. I sure did. <laughs> Had to come back in. Um, you know the problem with Bookshare. At least I use it on my Braille Sense, my QWERTY version, and I can get a big long list of, for example, science fiction, but I can't figure out that it's. It's sorted in any kind of order. It's not even alphabetical. I'd love to be able to see the latest books in a particular category. And I don't know that they've got that working yet. It might be working on the PC version, but on the HIMSS version, it doesn't work that way. So I can't see the latest science fiction books that are up there, for example. It's just a big, huge list of 10,000 or so books. I know that. If we read Farside, um, it's not there, because I read, um, not Farside, I'm sorry, New Earth I don't think is there, because I read Farside with Bard, um, because it wasn't on Bookshare, darn it all, it's, it's so funny, because like I said, I always look first on Bookshare, then on Bard, and when I don't find it on Bookshare, I get this little twinge of, oh man... Uh, Mary, I don't know if you've played around with the advanced search. I think you did. You, you tried sorting books in an, in advanced search. Um, I think you can do it that way. You can select by. I, I don't mess. I don't use it usually. Do I I think you can select by date, can't you, on the advanced search page? I haven't. I usually look for a specific title. I don't look through and see what's you know the latest of whatever. So I haven't used that. But there are a lot of choices on the advanced search page. Question. I um, 
I, w- I submitted a book to them to get. Mary had mentioned an, an author, which I knew about by the name of, what was it, Zenda Henderson? And a book that I really loved many years ago called The Anything Box. So I, I sent it into Bookshare, and that was a long, quite a while back. Do they ever actually come up with a book and do it when you put a request in like that? I haven't seen it up there at all, and I've looked on and off for years. Um, it might just be a book that's really, really hard to get a hold of because it's an old book. Well, um, I'm really, I'm willing to get books that people want. I mean, not by the hundreds, but we we take requests and I I hunt them down and and get them, and so we'll get your anything box if if it's available. It's better to go through people you know, like us, because the wish list is absolutely huge, and I don't know if anybody's looking at it anymore. Um, I don't think Bookshare staff looks at it. Um, there, it was made. It was started by who started that? Was that one of our volunteers, Cindy? Um, some people started it, and uh, I think Bookshare still maintains it. And you can send a message, you know, an email to the wish list, and it'll be added. But it's better to send it, you know, like to us because I don't know if anybody's reading it, and even if they are, it's such a huge list. Um, a likelihood that any one book will get done on it. Uh, I don't know. I just don't, and I don't look at it. Um, we have so many of our own books to do that, you know, that we get asked for or that we just find that we want to read ourselves or that we start a series. And um, so, um, you know, it's, it, now that we know about it, we can get a hold of it or we can try to get a hold of a copy and, and uh, put it in the queue and uh, put it up there. And yeah, Zena Henderson. She wrote. She wrote a lot of books. She's published. You know, she she's not real prominent. You know, she's not one of the big, you know, names. But she's got quite a following. You know, over the over the years. Yeah, there are quite a few books up there by her. There's one that's similar to the Anything Box, and it's called Holding Wonder. H O L D I N G Wonder. And uh, it has stories that are similar to those in the Anything box, and it's it's pretty good. So she's represented up there. They're the books, the omnibus book about the people, which is that five or six hundred page hardcover that the New England Science Fiction Association put together, and uh, that's a good one. Um, I forgot now what else I was going to say. Carla's here. If so, hi, Carla. Carla, tell us. Nobody liked our book. Well, I liked it pretty good, but it wasn't a fabulous book. What did you think? Well, can you hear me, first of all, because the reason I'm so late is I'm trying to do this with my new computer, and I've had nothing but trouble. It's been crashing all evening. Yes, we can hear you. Well, good. Um, As far as what I think about the book... um, I I loved it at the beginning, but I think it went awry. It just went south towards the middle and end. I think it went off into a tangent, and I don't I didn't care for the ending. Of course, I was warned, so I can't really um, blame you guys for that. Of course, I can't blame you anyhow because you didn't write the book. But I I don't quite understand what happened at the end. Did he just go crazy? Uh, I don't think he died, but I, I don't. I, I just couldn't understand what happened to him at the end. Well, he lost control of the scene. She was. She remember. Remember. Uh, 
he has to keep control. He's doing this therapy, and he has to keep in control of the scene. And when, when two minds conflict, they can control what the reality is inside. You know that virtual reality machine is what's basically what it is. Um, and so he, um, you know, he lost control because she would not cooperate and stop. You know, she was trying to, you know, do things and make him do things. You know, she kept telling him to take a drink, and she wouldn't let him control the scenery anymore or the environment. And so, you know, then, uh, of course, this Jungian, you know, which, uh, you know, this Jungian collective unconscious, you know, and Jung's ideas about the shadow side and so on. And, you know, when you lose control of the scene, then your unconscious impulses come into it and start you know, changing the reality, you know, without your full conscious consent, and then, that's why he had that wolf chasing him at the end, or whatever the heck it was, I forget, um, and then, you know, he did, he did go crazy, because remember that guy came in to see him at the end, and the, and the other fellow told him that he couldn't see him, and, you know, maybe next year or something, you know, at the very end there, you know, he did, you know, he, he did uh, go crazy. I don't know if it was catatonic or if he was just, you know, he, he lost his, I don't know what they say now, he lost his mind or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that's 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 what happened. Now, I like the general premise of the book. I like the newties. And um, I've often wondered what my dog Sparky would say if he could talk. Um, and I, I liked the reality, you know, the, the a virtual reality machine and, the blind protagonist and all that, but I don't know. I I think that I I don't think that the the book was artfully constructed, if you know what I mean. I think there he could have accomplished his same goal by um, making it a little bit cleaner. Um, I didn't quite like, um, for example, I didn't quite understand some of the characters, like um, when it had um, the dogs going down the road and. And just some of the characters, it just broke off from some of the characters. And I was trying to figure out what, uh, why these particular scenes were necessary to the book. And there was just something there. It, it just wasn't, to borrow a German term, um, a gestalt. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were pieces that just didn't belong to the gestalt, to the whole thing. Well, it was originally a novella, which means it was a much shorter book. And this was... A point that I mentioned also, I had the same feelings that you did, and I think um, some others here did too. Um, a lot of scenes were added just to add length to the book and to fill out the characters a bit more. And I think that, as has been said a few times this evening, he would have done better if he had just kept the novella length because that was a, a better version. And... Uh, I vaguely remember reading it in the 1960s also because um, it was a uh, a book that was a Nebula Award winner for uh, novellas in, a, I think, it's 64, 65, somewhere in there. Yeah, 1965. And even even Zelazny, I think, kind of admitted as much. Um, if you read what I sent to the list, uh, I think he kind of admitted as uh, to have... Preferred the shorter version in the end. Um, that's that's in a Braille collection, Carla. That was in our library called Nebula Awards. I forget the number, but it was uh, 1965, and it was called He Who Shapes. 
and it was a cleaner version. It was a novella. It was a you know. Um, so um, your impressions are pretty accurate, and they seem to uh, coincide with most others. Um, even the authors, I think, in the end, as I said, I think he really kind of admitted that he preferred the shorter version in, in the end. So um, so that's the consensus that you're uh, building on. Well, I do intend to go back and <laughs> get my computer to, re to, to work reliably, to go back and, and listen to what I missed of this um, gathering tonight and hear your comments. But um, I... You know, I'm not, I don't regret reading the book. Um, I, you know, I thought it was an interesting experience, and uh, I don't know. In some ways, I even liked it better than Blood Music. Um, but if I were to um, recommend one for uh, the next time, I, I started to read Childhood's End, and I'm not through it. I think I'm on like chapter five or something. And I'm really liking that book. If if we didn't read it, and you know, because you're always thinking about other books. And I was, I've also liked, um, and I did read the whole book and really liked it. Um, the I, I think it's called the Age of Miracles, um, and that's um, you know where the Earth um, starts to slow down and how it affects society. And it's told from the viewpoint of a child, and it's it's just a really good book, and I really enjoyed it too. And of course, I, I said the Twilight Zone series. That's, <laughs> of course, I'm into that. Well, since we're talking about books, I have three that I have mentioned previously in this month. One was the Draco Tavern, which I just love. <laughs> Don't think it's on Bookshare, though. It's on Bard, and it's well read, well narrated. The second was the High, or is the High Crusade by Paul Anderson, and that is on Bookshare in excellent condition, and I'm reading it in Braille. It's a fairly short book, but it's so funny. It's one of Sherry's favorites. Uh, and the third one is New Earth by Bova, which I think we've talked about. Um, I don't think that's on Bookshare, but right now I'm reading The High Crusade. It's absolutely hilarious. It's kind of a spoof on what would happen if aliens invaded medieval England in the year 1345 while the English are fighting the French and uh, it's you have to take it for what it is because it's it's funny and it kind of makes fun of the medieval traditions and their Catholic beliefs and all that but at the same time it does the same thing with these advanced aliens makes fun of them in some ways too but it's a spoof. It's intended to not be taken real seriously. And it's, it's a fairly short book. The laundry never ends. I keep going, looking, and there's more and more and more. Um, what is the Draco Tavern <clears throat> about? I think you sent a, a review about it to the DB list, didn't you? But I didn't... I saw it, but I didn't read it. And um, you're right. New Earth is not on um, Bard. I mean, I'm Bookshare. And The Age of Miracles is a great book, Carla. Um, I read that for another book club, and it was really, really good. Also, um, oh, oh, Child's, Childhoods, and yeah, we've had that suggestion before. I haven't read that either, so we have, oh, hey, we have some suggestions. The thing about Paul Anderson is that he'll get his medievalism 
pretty good. Uh, um, if he gets it wrong, it'll be because he wants to make some dramatic, for dramatic effect or something. He was a member of the Society for Creative Anachronism. He's done other historical stuff before. I mean, uh, Paul Anderson is, was just a great author. I prefer his more futuristic stuff, like brain, um, uh, Brainwave and uh, A Boat of a Million Years and um, stuff like that. But um, Tau Seti, or Tau Zero, sorry. I like his uh, stuff like that, but if we choose to read this, it will be entertaining, because Paul Anderson was just really good, and he knew his science, but he also knew his history. So this book will be pretty authentic if we, you know, if, if, um, if you're curious about that, and you know, Paul Anderson is just, you know, tops on whatever he does, pretty whatever he did, pretty much. And he died too young. I think he was only 71 or something. Speaking of Paul Anderson, I read, or I tried to read, I didn't read, I read the, well, I got into the Time Patrol, and I don't know, that just got too much for me. It just, I mean, I love history, I do, but I don't know, it just got too much. And so I didn't, I had Shield of Time on my um, TBR list as well, and I just deleted both of them. It's like, oh, no, no. I just, I don't know. Evan, I'll have to give the futuristic ones a try, but I don't know. My impression of Paul Anderson right now is not good. Yeah, I couldn't get into Tau Zero either, if it's what I'm thinking. Um, you asked about the Draco Tavern. It's about this guy who um, gets rich off of a bunch of aliens who land on Earth up near the North Pole. And they start sharing all their technology and ideas and stuff. And there's so many aliens coming that he decides to open this this tavern in this very isolated little town up in Antarctica. And the book is about, it's, it's all these little stories between 10 minutes long and about a half an hour long about little adventures as different types of aliens come in and they either start talking about things like the end of the universe or something or they have really funny things like there's this one episode where he goes on this hunt with a bunch of alien hunters and um, there's other stuff um, that I mentioned in in my review that I sent up to DB Review. But it's basically a bunch of crazy stories about crazy aliens and crazy ideas. And it's some of it's kind of cynical and some of it's just kind of thought-provoking and some of it's just funny. And, and it's sort of a dry humor, though. It's not, it's not like um, the one I just talked about. Um, the High Crusade. The High Crusade is just plain fun. <laughs> if you look on Amazon, there's a editorial review of it, and then there's a bunch of people reviewing it, and they just think the whole thing is their their main comment is just fun, uh, which is why I brought it up because we haven't really read any fun stuff lately. I think I don't know when the last time was we had something that had a positive ending to it. What about the Star Trek book? Oh yeah, that one. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> it makes me think of two other books that we um, that we read or that I've read. Um, 
that, that Draco Tavern that you're describing makes me think a little bit like about Way Station. And I was wondering, The High Crusade, is there any comparison with the book? And I can never remember the name, the one about the that took place in medieval Germany where the aliens coming down. I keep forgetting the name of it. Oh, Eiffelheim. Now, Eiffelheim was more serious. This is just plain crazy farce. I mean, the the Englishmen get a hold of the ship after the ship ends up on the home planet of the aliens. And the alien, as far as this is as far as I've gotten, the alien who survived when the British killed all of the uh, members of the crew off, he tricked him. He took him to his home base, thinking that all his technology is going to damage the humans. But this technology is energy-based. It doesn't know a thing about the humans and their blunderbusses and swords and knights in armor and stuff. But I haven't gotten past Chapter 7. I'm about to start Chapter 8, and there's 21 chapters in it. So, you know, I haven't read the whole thing. That's funny. When you said about the way station, I was thinking about the way station, too, when she was talking about Draco's tap. Hey, this is a change of topic, but, um, Martin, I just ordered the Anything box from Amazon, and when it comes, we'll get to it as fast as we can. And also, there are two other books in Bookshare, which I believe are in really good quality. Um, There's um, Holding Wonder and Pilgrimage. And if you look at who proofread or who scanned the book, there's a guy named Michael, what's his last name, honey? Sestak. 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 He loves science fiction. He's a really good scanner. So if you click on Michael's name as as the scanner, you'll come up with a whole lot more science fiction titles that he's done. Yeah, he's very conscientious. And he's, uh, I think he's a high partial, or is he totally sighted? I forget. But he's a, he's, uh, and he's very conscientious and smart. So if he does it, if he scanned it, you can rely on it. it's good quality. I haven't seen him on the list lately, but anyway. So there you go. We'll have it in the collection pretty soon. Thank you very much. I'm sure I will enjoy reading it. Yeah, it's been a while since I've read that. I read that when when I was in high school. I think the Anything Box, and I loved it. Of course, it was on Talking Book back then, and so I was really surprised that it wasn't up there. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Martin will be reading it, and I'll be grabbing it, too, to add to my collection. So, yeah, you guys are doing both of us a favor, Evan and Lissy. Well, and since, uh, you know, our list is working properly, we can post to the list when it gets approved. So you guys will know right away. You won't have to look at the new books list or, you know, search for it. We'll just write to, uh, one of us will write to the list, and you'll know as soon as it's available for downloading. Well, it's getting almost an hour. I would say let's go with the High Crusade. Um, yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward that myself, just because it's Paul Anderson, and, you know, as I said, I've liked his work pretty well. I haven't read all of it, but, you know, I've liked most of what he does, um... You know, he's a really, he was a really great writer. Died too young, as I said. He was uh, um, Greg Bear's father-in-law. Not that that has anything to do with anything. But um, anyway, um, but the Draco Tavern, we can put that in, you know. Leela, that reminds me, I wanted to ask you, aren't you keeping a list for us? Or was it someone else that was keeping a list of 
possible books for that people bring up. Well, I started to at one point and then abandoned it a couple of years ago, so I, get, I don't know that anybody really is keeping a list, unless Leela is. She might be. I was, and I can, and I still have, um, oh, I, yeah, it's on my Windows XP computer. <laughs> I'll read what the consensus says, but I want New Earth. I might read that anyway. Yeah, it's a good book. Um... It's all about xenophobia. <laughs> you run into wonderful aliens who are willing to answer every question you have, and yet this one paranoid human in the starship that arrives from the old Earth is scared to death of these new people, suspicious and all that. It's it's a good book, but very worth, certainly worth reading. But I think we've kind of had enough no, uh, Bova in the past year because we've read stuff by him already. I still would like to um, think about Childhood's End, only because I guess I'm reading it and it was suggested before, and um, but I'm willing to go with the, the um, what is it, the Good Crusade, um, especially if it's on Bard. Although I'm a Bookshare member, I tend to read these books on the exercise bike because my Bard player is louder and I have an old mechanical bike that makes a lot of noise and I have to do something to make my cardiac rehab exercises go faster. Um, the High Crusade is on Bookshare, but it's not on Bard. Uh, NLS put it in Braille many years ago and put it on cassette many years ago. It's only one tape. And I don't know if you could even still get the tapes or anything, but no, it's not on Bard. Well, um, oh boy, um... Childhood's End, you have to be warned, Carla, is very different in its end than it is at the beginning. Um, I'm not going to spoil it. Mary knows what I'm talking about. It's extremely different. I abandoned it because she it was abandoned too sad. it because it was. It's a. It's well, yeah. There, there. It's there's definitely that. Um, it, it's a mixture. Uh, there's a lot of sense of wonder in it, but it's a radically... I mean, you didn't like blood music um, because it was such a radical change. Blood music is even more radical. Uh, and if you finish it, A Childhood's End is even more radical. If you get to the end, you'll see what I mean. Um, but I'm just warning you that um, it's a wonderful book. I loved it. Um, but it's not the kind of future I'd like to see. Um, and I mentioned that on my favorites list. Um but anyway, I like the idea of New Earth also, not that I'm saying we shouldn't read the High Crusade, it's just that uh, I don't like medi I don't like stuff in the medieval era anyway, just because I, I like reading science fiction that takes place in the future. But, on the other hand, Bova tends to be preachy, and, you know, I mentioned that to Lissy the other day, and I, I don't like that about him. He tends to have his soapboxes and stuff, and... But, um, so I, I don't know. Maybe we have to uh, vote or something and see what people... And the problem is that, um, does everyone here have a Bookshare membership? That's the thing. Evan, quit taking my words. I was thinking exactly of that, because if you don't have Bookshare, it's not kind of, not going to benefit, any, you know, a lot of people. Um, that's funny. This is, I think, one of the first times I've ever heard of a book on Bookshare and not Bard both. Usually it's on one or the other or both, but I've never seen it, or mostly on Bard. So 
Um, I know I have Bookshare, but everybody might not. I think the only person who mentioned that she didn't have Bookshare was Sherry. Um, but, you know, if we decide on that book, Sherry already read The High Crusade. It was one of her favorites. However, I don't know. Well, well Carla, you said you have Bookshare. Um, let's see, Martin and Lissy definitely do. I do. Leela does. Martin does. Who else is there? Well, here's the thing. The reason why most of the books that we think about are on Bard is because that's where most people start from. Bookshare has six times more books than Bard does now. It's going to be seven pretty soon. Um, they're already over 230,000. So just uh, the likelihood is that they have several times more science fiction even if you take into consideration that some of the books may not be of the highest quality, they are—they probably have several times more science fiction than Bard does. But most people still look on Bard first, um, so that's why the, the, there's, it's a selection bias. Uh, that's the technical term. Um, but um, it is really probably the case that Bookshare has quite a lot more science fiction than Bard does. Um, but anyway. Um, the problem is that other people who read the newswired stuff that may want to read the book, um, I don't know if they're going to have, if they're going to be able to access it. But we can't restrict ourselves to just barred books. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to have, you know, be tied like that. If you know what I mean. So um, I am torn, but I think we have to. I think we should take a vote because we're we're having trouble getting a consensus here. Uh, but I will vote for, I will vote for the High Crusade, even though I'm, I like, I like, um, I'm interested in New Earth, and Childhood's End is one of my favorites, but maybe next month we can think about that one, because I certainly wouldn't mind reading it again, but I'll vote for the New Crusade, or the High Crusade. Sweetie, what do you want to vote for? The majority, I don't care. Okay, she votes for the majority, by the majority. And I'm going to vote for the High Crusade just because it's such fun to read it in Braille. <laughs> and I'm half, not quite halfway through it. I wish I had Braille. I wish I were able to read it in Braille. But my, my complaint sometimes about uh, Bookshare is the quality of the synthetic voice on, on the players. But with regard to Carla wanting to read it on the NLS player, it can be loaded and downloaded as a Daisy audio book, and then it will play on the analyst player, I believe. So I vote for it, too. Is that right? You could download it as a... I didn't know you could do that. That's cool. I don't think you can, because it, the analyst player doesn't have text-to-speech at all. Um, so there's probably not going to be a way to read that, because it doesn't have text-to-speech. Um, unless the book itself has its own text-to-speech. I don't know. It does. They, Bookshare has a voice. Uh, I forget what, what the name of the voice is, but it, it, it is um, it is uh, downloaded. When you download it, you could either download it as an MP3 or as Daisy Audio, and it does have its own synthetic voice of pretty good quality. Well, I would. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you that I am a Bookshare member. I use it a lot for textbooks and things like that that they're really hard to get, and it's great, but. 
I, I've always been intrigued by the idea of, of um, DAISY audio or MP3 and playing it on the NLS player. I've heard that you can, but I would need a lot of guidance. I'd need some tutorial help, and I don't know if it's available up there or if I'd just call somebody. Um, and when I'm going through with this computer, I'm wondering if this computer is um, capable of it. I don't know. I, I'm mad at Microsoft right now because I'm afraid to put my XP computer online, but I like that computer the best. And um, But anyhow, that's neither here nor there. But I'd be willing to learn. Um, this might give me a learning experience to learn how to um play it on my NLS player and download it properly. Yeah, it's Ivona. That's the name of the speech, uh, the MP3 synthetic speech that you get when you order an audio book from Bookshare. I have no, I have, I haven't heard it, but I have heard from other sources in addition to Martin that it is uh, a pretty good quality. So um, um, it looks like a consensus is emerging. Leela, um, what do you, what do you think? I'll go with the crowd. I still want New Earth, but I can see that you're right. I think we read uh, The High Crusade. And uh, I think the voice you're talking about, I believe her name is Heather, and his name is Daniel, if I'm not mistaken, or Tom. I've heard Ivona voices on my APH um, device that I got, the uh, Braille Plus 18, and it's the ones voices I've heard are quite clear. The one that I heard was Joey. I think that was his name. Well, okay. I, I, I hope that we will sometime do Childhood's End. I know I've been warned about the end, and I'll take that into consideration. Um, but if we go with the, the Great Crusade, I'm willing to spread my wings and try to do it. But is there help for getting it done? As far as what I need to do to download, to order, to download the book, to transfer the book. Can I still use my stream companion, or um, do I need to do it the old-fashioned way? And if so, then how do I get it to play on the NLS player? Basically, uh, when you when you go to download a book, uh, there's options of how to download it. I think the default is probably just Daisy, but if you go in to the options and it's a little tricky to get it to work right, um, but they have several different ways of downloading. You download it in Braille, you can download it on Daisy with images, and then you can download it with with MP3, and then finally with Daisy Audio. It's a little tricky to to get it to work right. I had a bit of trouble finding it. And the other thing is, when you do it, it doesn't download right away. They 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 have to prepare it. And it takes maybe a few hours before it's ready to be downloaded. And then you got to look for it in your book history in order to find it. Carla, I will help you. Um, we'll get it done. I'll make sure that um, whatever questions you have, I'll find. I'll try to find the answers for you. I don't use a stream, but I've heard the stream companion's pretty simple. It'll be a larger file because it'll be an MP3 audio file. It won't be a Braille. You know, it'll be it'll be quite a lot bigger. But it won't be as big as a, you know, it might be as big as a barred book. It might not. But, it, you know, you've downloaded barred books. So, you you know, you can download and transfer a file of that size. So, but uh, I'll write to you off list and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work that out. So, the consensus is 
We'll be reading the High Crusade by Paul Anderson for next meeting, which is on Thursday, May the 8th of 2014. And uh, I'll put the newswire out tomorrow or Saturday at the latest. And I'm going to end the recording now.